Hey, hey, Team Stevia, and welcome to episode 58 of The Stevia Show. Talk show podcast that covers pop culture, world news, local artistry, and everything in between. This is Steven. And this is Matt. And yes, Matt is back on the show today because uh, Lydia is on yet another vacation. Another vacation. Um, if you could just funnel us some money, that'd be great. You know, Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be really tight. Uh, so uh, Matt's going to be co-hosting uh, with me today, and we would like to thank The Noise Estate for being on the show. Um, had a yeah, great time with great them. Guests. Yeah, great guests. Yeah, great guests. Yeah, love their music. Hopefully everybody enjoyed that. Uh, so Matt's here with us today, and uh, we're going to be having a good old time because we have some cool stuff to talk about yeah, today. Let's go. We, yeah, we have some cool bug facts. Uh, so for the meme of the week, uh, this is actually the last meme of the week of the year slash decade. Wow. Uh, because for the, uh, the next episode, we're doing a decade overview, and we're going to be going over the meme of the decade. But for this time, we are going to be doing the last meme of the week, and that belongs to joe taggart mm. so after many many close losses he finally won and he wait is this his first one it is yeah, really? this is his first first win oh, so congratulations joe yeah congratulations joe uh so the meme he won on it was me wearing the uh, cone of shame from whenever i was guilty in the uh the discord trial and it said it was like it was like a, a super smash brothers introduction and it says steven shames a competition nice it was really good it was so, a good meme yeah so i enjoyed it um and matt it looks like you have two movies for us today so what we have yeah, well, you forgot to introduce our new segment. Oh, Matt's Movie Corner or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why don't you guys come on into Matt's Movie Corner? Yeah. Let's talk for a little while. Do a little while. jingle for it. I wish I had a jingle. Dang yeah. it. Okay. Hit the horn. Hit the horn. Okay. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we have uh, two movies to review this week. Uh, first one I'm going to do is Knives Out. We went and saw this a couple weeks ago. Uh, Knives Out is about a renowned crime novelist who dies just after his 85th birthday. Um, so they bring in the inquisitive and debonair detective Benoit Blanc, who is played by Daniel Craig, uh, to come to, the, to his estate to investigate the death. Uh, his dysfunctional family to his devoted staff, Benoit Blanc sifts through a web of wet, red herrings and self-serving lies to uncover the truth behind his untimely demise. So this movie, uh, notable cast members, uh, I mentioned Daniel Craig, uh, Bond, James Bond, uh, Chris Evans, Captain America, Jamie Lee Curtis, Lakeith Stanfield, and Don Johnson. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has a 97% critic score. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And a 92% audience score. Uh, so this movie is kind of in the running for movie of the year. Oh, wow. Yeah. One of the highest critic scores of the entire year of 2019. Uh, it was a great movie. Uh, the plot was awesome. Daniel Craig as a Southern private investigator. I, I don't know how to explain it. People just have to go watch it. Did uh, it actually work really well? It worked very well. Okay. His, his okay. accent was, it was very good. It was reminiscent of, uh, uh, Ed Helms in the office when he's oh, doing the, the Savannah. <laughs> the Savannah, Georgia. There's been a murder. There's been a murder. <laughs> you got to talk like molasses is running out your mouth. <laughs> yeah exactly (laughs) yeah so uh daniel craig uh he was great um as always but uh, i gave this an eight out of ten um very good movie i'd watch it again uh buy it on blu-ray uh the next movie we went and saw the last movie actually we went and saw um was richard jewell 
So this movie was about the uh, 1996 Summer Olympics in Atlanta. The they had the bombing at the Centennial Park celebration. Um, Richard Jewell was the security guard who dis- discovered the the suspicious backpack. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Hogan, get down. <laughs> Hogan, Hogan jumped up in my lap yeah. and was nibbling on my fingies. Uh, anyways, Richard Jewell, he was the uh, security guard that discovered the bomb, and uh, he helped evacuate the area and saved a lot of lives. Uh, of course, I think there was two deaths and hundreds of injuries, but uh, without his help, uh, it could have been catastrophic. But um, he was hailed as the hero. Uh, but soon after the media and the FBI actually named him the prime suspect and kind of ruined his life. Oh, wow. But he was never found guilty. Never he found did, he, guilty. He didn't do it. Yeah. The media kind of, uh, uh, spun a web that, that he was, he was guilty and, uh, they ended up having to fight the FBI on it. And it, it was kind of a crazy, crazy movie. Um, notable cast in this one, John Hamm, Kathy Bates, uh, Olivia Wilde and, uh, Sam Rockwell. Um, I think it was Wild. I'm sorry, I, I mispronounced her last name. I'm I sure bet. they're listening right now. Yeah, yeah. sorry, Olivia. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes critic score gave this a 73 percent. Uh, audience score of 96 percent as of today, which was which is kind of crazy. Uh, I like the movie. I I end up scoring it a seven out of ten. Okay. I don't know. That may be on the high side too. Uh, it was a good informative movie. It wasn't a great movie. Um, I, Stephen and I talked about this over dinner. I, I don't remember learning a lot about the Centennial Park bombing. Yeah, we, we were four when it happened, yeah. so it wasn't... We were yeah. four when it happened, and uh, I think we learned more and had more information on the Oklahoma City bombing. Especially being from here. like yeah. That was something that was just totally... Right. right. It, it, it was just so big, but uh, I had never learned about this until I researched it before I went to watch the movie. And I think uh, the movie got a lot of facts right. I think Hollywood really, really twisted this one around. Gotcha. Um, uh, I know there's been a lot of critics come out to, to kind of get on the directors and writers of, of twisting some truth. Um, but, you know, that's going to happen with, with anything. stuff like that. Right, yeah. Uh, uh, John, uh, John Hamm and Sam Rockwell, they were great, as usual. Great actors. So, really enjoyed it. Yeah, right on. Cool. Well, glad to have you in Star Wars tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow night. Yes. And that was Matt's movie. Yeah, thanks for coming, guys. All right. All right. Okay, so let's go ahead and uh, move on to the main segment because we do have quite a bit of news to close out the year with. Uh, So surprising absolutely nobody, President Donald John Trump has been impeached. Uh, so, um, what that means, we've been covering this since September, whenever it was announced. Yep. And so basically what happened is there was a very lengthy eight hour debate session and it ended with the vote. Eight hour. Can you say that one more time? How many hours was it? Eight hours. Eight hours. And I watched all of it. It was yeah. terrible. Um, Goodness. but yes, so it basically ended up with the vote, uh, tonight, I believe today is the 18th when we're recording this. And the vote was uh, pretty much right along partisan lines. There were no Republicans voting for impeachment and two Democrats voted against the first article of impeachment and three Democrats voting against the second article of impeachment. And the independent. And the independent. Justin Amash, who was a former Republican, but has uh, he switched his party earlier this year, kind of like representative, I think his name is John Van Drew, who just switched from Democrat to Republican from New Jersey. Uh, so we have that going on, and um, so what happens next is, um, if you all haven't been listening, 
The trial will happen next, and that will happen in the Senate. And they need 67 senators to vote to convict the president on uh, one or both of the charges. And if President Trump is found guilty of one or both, he will be removed from office. But I will go ahead and let you know that I that that will not happen. You'll eat your shoe. I'll eat my shoe. <laughs> yeah, I will eat my shoe if that happens, because I don't think it will. Uh, so we also had the... Wouldn't it be, wi- wouldn't it be wild, though? It, it would be. It'd be Olivia Wilde. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good right. callback to like 45 seconds ago. Uh, so the uh, UK general election happened, and the Conservative Party won huge in the UK. So the last parliament election that happened, there was a hung parliament, which means that not one of the parties because the uk has a more like blanket system than Mm -hmm. we do so the big parties there are labor and conservative kind of they're like our equivalents to a democrat and republican right um but there's quite a bit of like like the scottish independence party like the greens and like whatnot like they actually get seats in parliament so a hung parliament a hung parliament means that no party gets majority so that means that coalitions have to form to get anything done and this was uh, anticipated to be a big year for Labor, but Labor lost really badly. They lost 72 seats in Parliament. Wow. Um, yeah, so pretty big defeat. And right now, the current leader of the Labor Party is Boris Johnson, who is the current Prime Minister of England. And that's how it works over there, too. So you have party leaders. Mm-hmm. And then if, the, if your party wins the most seats in Parliament, your party leader becomes Prime Minister. Uh, so that's how that happens, and uh, this basically means that Brexit is 100% going to happen because there are no obstacles in the way of conservative voting for Brexit. And just for a little bit of a fun fact, uh, in the year 2000, a new decade, the conservative factions of both the UK and the US were in power with Tony Blair and George W. Bush. So we're kind of seeing history repeat itself a little bit. Yeah, I know on uh, in in my in my little part of the world in uh, investments and. Market watching. I know we're keeping an eye on Brexit. Uh, you know, because that's going to have bad ramifications for the world economy, right? Absolutely, right. Because yeah. yeah, and then I've also I have a few friends in the UK, and they're worried that like this prices are going to go insane because it's going to open up a world a world of trading issues with the European sure. Union. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the first thing about economics. I don't pretend to know about them, but it just seems like it's going to be a hard time for the United Kingdom. So we will, I guess, watch with semi-interest because we cover mostly oklahoma stuff uh but thoughts yeah. and prayers <laughs> thoughts and prayers t-h-o-t-s thoughts and prayers uh yes so next up uh we have the time person of the year uh and that was won by greta thunberg and she is a swedish teenager who was born in stockholm sweden she is 16 years old and began to protest in action on cli- on climate change in 2018 at the age of 15 so many conservative leaders around the world uh, have have basically been lamenting time's decision, including a tr- a triade on Twitter by President Trump saying that like she should just go to the movies or yeah, whatever, and she actually was, changed her bio. I'm like she's a 16 year old girl, that was like a tough scene. I mean, you don't have to uh, agree with time's decision, but a lot of people have been saying that well, like the Hong Kong freedom fighters should have won. Well, they won the they won the vote. Oh, there was. This is news to me. There's a vote. Yeah, you didn't see that? No, no, I didn't. I, I I'm, I'm just reporting the news. So. I should, well, I should have looked it up earlier. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah, I, what happened there? Yeah, so I guess time has a vote on this on person of the year. So that time's like a faithless elector then. Uh, yeah. Oh, all right. But I think uh, Hong Kong had, like, I want to say, I don't want to give numbers. Uh, right. Uh, the majority of the vote by a landslide with the Hong Kong protesters. So they should have been time's person of the year. Right. And then... I guess, you know, obviously they huh. went with 
Greta. Greta Thunberg. Yeah. Well, I mean, congratulations to her. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to sit here and yeah, cr- criticize yeah, I mean, a 16 year old for uh, protesting climate change. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that's what standing up for what you believe in. Absolutely. Spe- yeah. Speak your truth, Queen. Uh, and then finally, on my bit, we have um, the Game Awards happened uh, last week. And basically, the big news out of that is the new Xbox, the Xbox Series X, was released and revealed to have a late 2020 release. So just in time for the holidays and the PlayStation 5, which has already been announced, uh, they announced their release date. No surprise there. A late 2020 release. So um, again, Sony and Microsoft, just classic, classic competition. Uh, And the game of the year was Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which I have not played. But a lot of people in the gaming channel in the cord have said that it's a really good game. Interesting. Yeah. See, I know nothing about gaming, so yeah, um, this is news to me. Yeah, well, neither do I. That's mostly Lydia's avenue. If it, like, basically, if it's not at this point in my life, if it's not Nintendo, I don't know anything yeah. about it. Do you know anything so, about the these new the new Xbox or PlayStation? No, I mean the uh, the new Xbox the new Xbox kind of looks like a, a desktop tower. Interesting. Um, and that's about all I know. And that I mean. They teased a few games for it, and uh, of course, it looks incredible, like the graphics and whatnot. Oh, yeah, but I mean, I can't give you specs because I'm not. I did like, see where the uh, the uh, uh, content creator of the year was. Uh, oh, what uh, was her name? Shroud. Shroud. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Right on. Cool deal. Well, I only know that because her. I think Courage JD was. I think he was on the ballot to. He was content creator of the year. He was. He didn't win. But. Yeah, because it was Shroud. Yeah. Yeah. Well, rip. Yeah. <laughs> Big thoughts. All, All right. right. Cool. So, all right. So, next up, Matt, what do we have? Cool. Yeah. So, uh, it was just announced uh, that the MLS will be expanding to a 30-team league in Ooh. 2021. All right. That's Pretty exciting. exciting. Uh, I know we've we may have talked about expansion before on this podcast. We uh, for the MLS, yes, because yes. that was at the time St. Louis got announced. Right. That was and we talked. Yeah, because that was that. right up there with the uh, whenever the XFL announced our new team names. Right. Right. I remember that. Yeah. So the the newest team that's been announced is Charlotte, North Carolina, is getting a team. Which seems, uh, I don't mean to interrupt, but it seems kind of random, but but whenever you give the facts, like, I just keep on forgetting how many people live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, exactly. Charlotte is actually a very huge market. Uh, Right. You don't, you never think of them. I I don't, right. Um, Charlotte's an awesome city. I've been there a couple of times, uh, just kind of flying in and out, but. uh, For business trips. (laughs) Strictly strictly business. Strictly business business in Charlotte, North Carolina. (laughs) It's the capital of the financial world. That's probably not true, but yeah, it definitely is. Oh, oh, there we go. Cool. Yeah. All right. For for this purpose, it is <laughs> okay. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. Uh, anyway, they were they were announced as the newest expansion franchise. Uh, but soccer, as we know, is rapid, blowing up. Just it's wildfire. Uh, so the MLS is trying to capitalize on this on this growth of the sport. So they. Gave they expanded to one more team. So the other teams that have been announced this year include Austin FC, St. Louis, and Sacramento Republic FC. Yeah, and Sacramento was actually announced I think two or three weeks ago, but we just had um, bigger news to cover at that time because the uh, the Sacramento franchise uh, actually was in the same league Tulsa was in, and they got bumped oh, up to MLS. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. yep. So there we go. Yeah. What so was Orlando? Orlando was Orlando was the same situation. They were yep. in the, the the bottom league, which is weird because in the United States we are one of very few countries in the world that don't use promotion and relegation. Which, so stupid. Oh, I don't don't get me started on that because wait wait do you like promotion and relegation? I love it. Oh, I don't. Really, I'm, I'm the opposite. Really, I okay. love it. I huh. think it's awesome. Well, I mean, I think it's awesome too. But I mean, like, then there's there's no Super Bowl. There's no Stanley Cup final. It's like once the regular season over, it's it, it's over. Yeah, but there's 
I think it's so I think it's so boring. Much, I think it's so much more exciting to focus on the bottom teams because you know. Well, yeah, but if then you get relegated, then that's so much then, revenue out of out of your team's pocket. <laughs> well, okay, I, I guess if we're playing, you know, Monopoly or whatever, but I mean, I'd much rather have a thrilling game seven than oh, like Charlotte's going to lose. Well, it's like, it, look at it this way. <laughs> look at it this way. As a Thunder fan this year, we're fighting for the literal bottom seeds of the playoff. Right. And it's awesome. I love being on well, the bubble. But, right. But there's a playoff. Like, that's the cool thing is that there's a playoff. And I mean, and whenever they're like in soccer, like if you're a, the bo- they do have a playoff. But if you're the bottom team in the top league, you automatically go down. And then if you're the top team in the bottom league, you, you swap spots. Yeah, but, exactly. then, but then the next two have a playoff. But then like if you're the champion of the league after the regular season, like who cares? Like, like there's nothing else to like, there's no, I, I don't know. I, I love it. I, I like the grandeur of the, um, uh, the grandeur, excuse me, of the trophies and the playoffs. Like, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I don't yeah. know. But to each his own, I guess. <laughs> quite. Yes. Quite. To each the, <laughs> in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes. So back to expansion. Right. Uh, so, so it looks like Miami and Nashville, they'll start play this coming, this next year in 2020. Charlotte and Austin FC will actually begin in 2021 and right. then followed by St. Louis and Sacramento in 2022. Right. I think that may have something to do with St. Louis and Sacramento maybe needing to build build their own the stadiums, stadiums right. like, well, from because, the ground up. Right, because the sh- the Sacramento Stadium, um, I think it is soccer specific, but it's not big enough for an MLS team. Mm. And St. Louis only has the Edward Jones Dome. Which is where, of course, the battle. But they're Hawks building are their playing. own. But they're down, building their own down downtown. By Bush, Bush Stadium. Uh, down by the right, by right. So it's going to be on on that same street, which is going to be fantastic wow. for us St. Louis yeah, sports yeah. fans. But th- this is going to be the only league that I will not be a St. Louis fan because I'm already a Sporting Kansas City fan. I am. It, I am as well. Oh, right. But 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 um. But the reason why I I have to remain my loyalty is because Abby and I met because of Sporting Kansas City. Interesting. So we kind of have a little cute backstory there. So well, and, and I never want to see you go over to. To the dark side, St. Louis, because they're going to end up being rivals. Right, they are, and that'll and that'll be literally like the only the only league that I don't have St. Louis as my favorite team, yeah. and so it'll it'll be a fun little break. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so according to Commissioner Don Garber, Charlotte will be the final club in the run up to the 2026 World Cup. So uh, before this uh, final expansion team, plans had been to expand to 32 before the right. World Cup, um, but the commissioner had come out after this latest uh, announcement said that they're going to cut it off at 30 um, to just to allow for, for those new clubs to grow uh, and get their legs under them. Well, because uh, FC Cincinnati, they started um, not this most recent season, but the season before that, and they got annihilated. Yeah. And that, and, um, and that's why the Vegas golden Knights, their, their first run was so historic because typically if you're an expansion team, you're garbage. Well, can we just talk about how awesome expansion drafts are? Oh, they're they're super cool. They're the best. That we can agree on relegation, promotion, whatever, but expansion drafts, expansion drafts (laughs) is where it's at. I love expansion drafts. So, uh, Charlotte is actually a city that fit exactly what the MLS was looking for. Uh, their population. This is kind of where I this my is eyes open. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to, hang on a second. I have to spray, have to spray the pup. Yeah, just point it at him. <laughs> oh, well, he was eating at my shoe. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he can't be doing that. Can't be having that. We can't. Hogan. Uh, Charlotte's population. It's nearly doubled in size to 2.6 million people since 2000. I didn't even think like 1.3 million people lived there if it doubled. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. Because uh, I've only been to the airport once in Charlotte. And you this, know? This, next, this next little tidbit is what op- 
was what really got me. So the Charlotte gives the MLS a presence in 19 of the top 23 media markets in the country. That's, I had no idea Charlotte was even close well, to in the top 20. Well, and the weird thing is, is that I think it's because South Carolina also pulls in a lot of there because South Carolina doesn't have any professional yep. sports teams because North Carolina, you have the Carolina Panthers, the, uh, they're, they're not the Bobcats. Hurricane. What? The, the N- NHL team. The oh, oh, the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, yeah. But that's in Raleigh, but still North Carolina. But what's the um the basketball team? They're not the Bobcats anymore, are they? Or are they oh, still Hornets? They're the Hornets because yeah. they got their name back from. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And then they have um the of course the Panthers, and then now they have whatever the MLS expansion team. But I keep on like, and I've even been to North Carolina, but I just you know totally forget yeah. that Charlotte <laughs> is as yeah. big as it is. And just for just for size, Oklahoma Oklahoma City forty fifth on the media market list. Yeah. I mean, it's and, not out of the question that we that we don't get a team, though. Well, I mean, again, you and your Oklahoma City, your bizarre <laughs> loyalty to Oklahoma City. <laughs> well, Tulsa was like I looked today. We're probably Tulsa like, was like sixty, 60 something or seventy. Yeah, that would have been my guess. But uh, but yeah. So, and the weird thing there too is that uh, I think we're gonna hint on it here in a second. Or no, we already did talk about because we talked about the World Cup. Uh, I think the business aspect behind it of them wanting to grow and expand soccer, which is already before. Uh, the United bid with U- U.S., Canada, right. and Mexico got confirmed um, that soccer was already I- exploding in the United States. And then now that the World Cup's going to come, that's that's the biggest sporting event in the world. Yep. I mean, I- I'd even rank that higher than the Olympics. Yeah. Um, but then with with that in mind, like the fact that the commissioner, uh, his name is uh, uh, Don Garber, uh, said uh, like this is his whole plan. Like it's it's genius because they're just going to ride that wave of right. momentum pre and post World Cup. Yep. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, and just another. Another way to express how popular soccer has gotten in the United States. Uh, back in 2013, New York City FC mm-hmm. was the, the newest expansion team. They paid a league-high $100 million expansion fee at that time. That's nuts. Charlotte, they paid... Well, they didn't give an exact number, but it, it's expected to be somewhere between 300 and $325 million expansion fee. So at least tripled. Yeah. In in five years, four years. Yeah, that's nuts. Well, that's the same thing that happened with uh, Seattle from the NHL to, um, to Las Vegas. Seattle's expansion fees were way higher than Vegas's, yeah. which is which is crazy. It's, inc- it's incredible. And 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 the the owner said he even has to spend an additional one hundred million to make renovations to the Bank of America Stadium where the Panthers which currently play, which is already play. a nice and huge stadium. It's huge. Yeah. Uh, I they, I guess I read it said. It, it's not MLS ready. I'm not sure what exactly well, that means. Uh, well, I mean, because it is weird because like some MLS teams, most of them have soccer, soccer specific stadiums now, but FC Cincinnati, they play at Nippert stadium, which is where I know oh, the Bengals play the Bengals play. Yeah. And then like, um, the new England revolution, uh, Boston teams that they play they at Gillette. Gillette. Yeah. But then they have to close off the top because soccer just isn't as popular as football. Right. They so put, it, it just looks kind of yeah. weird. And then whenever you have the soccer specific stadiums, like whenever, uh, Abby and I, whenever we go watch sporting Kansas city, like it's always packed out at like 24,000 people. So it's basically like an outdoor and an outdoor indoor capacity arena. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I, I can't wait to, uh, to see how they do and the expansion draft, of course. Of, of course, right. So this basically means that the MLS will no longer be the smallest league of North America's major sports leagues. The NFL and the NHL are currently the largest leagues with each having 32 teams. Uh, Seattle, of course, is joining the NHL in 2021. The team name uh, should be named by February or March. They said before the All-Star break. The yeah. NHL All-Star break is when they're wanting to have that done. 
And then that leaves the MLB, MLS, and NBA having 30 teams apiece. And um, this is crazy because, yeah, so- uh, soccer, not but a few years ago, it was like, I think, 20 or 22 teams. And yeah. they literally added, like we said, Austin, yeah, St. Louis, Sacramento, Cincinnati, Nashville. The, the, the Nashville logo, by the way, is insane. I don't oh, know if you've seen yeah. it, but I the, saw the it. yellow N, mm, it looks yeah, very it looks good. Very, good. very, very yes. good. Nashville is such a cool place, too. It, it is cool. It's it, I bet the soccer, I mean, the soccer fans are going to be so crazy. Yeah. So um, what we have next is basically what on, on today's episode of what has new england done yeah as as in the patriots cheating once again okay so what happened matt so they were uh caught secretly filming the cincinnati Bengals uh as they played the cleveland browns a few weeks ago which i don't understand because i, I know they played but how does this help the Bengals? they've they've won one you mean, game you mean patriots sorry how, how does this help Patri- the patriots because the Bengals have won one game yeah i don't know cincinnati's a dumpster fire yeah i, I don't know uh I did watch the game, the New England-Cincinnati game. Uh, to my surprise, Cincinnati played a great first half. Uh, it was very close. It was a one-score game, I think, and then second half, the, the Patriots blew them out. I, uh, it's hard to say if the, if the footage was why they won or, or what have you, but the, the team had come out and said the footage was for an episode of their web series. Uh, they were actually trying to profile a uh, an advanced scout or or something like that uh but it was not, they they made sure to say it was not an attempt to cheat or be sketchy uh but <laughs> nothing to see here this but, was not an attempt to cheat yeah <laughs> not an, not an attempt to cheat but then what was their next move they suspended and, and fired the videographer well the weird thing is that the videographer i did read some of the story and his comments were i don't even have a laptop to save it to like who in their right mind would be dumb enough to believe that your phone can't save the video? Like yeah. everything's ran on the cloud. Yeah. Well, yeah. Basically, we have the cloud and Microsoft Excel. It was not ran on one of those two things. It's not. It's not yeah. legitimate. And, and the video was actually leaked uh, on, on one of the NFL shows, and the the dialogue was between the New England uh, cameraman and a security guard, a Cincinnati security guard. Right. Right. And. I wish there was an altercation, like a good old fashioned fight, you know, yeah, like that, like just that, a, just a, bro- just, just, just fisticuffs, fisticuffs, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 We like that. No, yeah. but, uh, the, the Cincinnati, uh, cameraman was like, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so- I didn't, I didn't think I was recording or something dumb. I can delete it if you want. And then the security guard if it was, was like, like a, if it was like a 60 year old man, like if it was like my grandpa doing this, then, then yes, I could believe that. But this person was probably like at, at the yeah. oldest 35. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's ridiculous. The security guard, I, I, it was pretty funny. He, after he said, you know, I can delete it if you'd like. And the security guard said, oh, the damage has already been done, chief. <laughs> <laughs> this is it, chief. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then another thing to note before we talk about our next NFL related topic is as of now, New England has won, um, has only won against two teams with a winning record. That's crazy. Uh, that being, of course, my Buffalo Bills and I think the, the Cowboys. Well, I, I know it's the Cowboys, but I think it was like a 6-5 season. So they only had like one win but the rest of new england's wins have been against teams with pretty abysmal records uh notably like the washington redskins well of course mm-hmm. like their division which i can't say a lot because the bills are in the same one it's, it's a very weak division um i feel like the whole nfc in general is just not very the good. nfc east is garbage that's what i'm saying yeah yeah because like the dolphins are trash the redskins are trash the Bengals are trash like everybody's just mi- minus the bills and the pats they're trash uh so i think new england's overhyped this year uh, of course, our uh, our joint uh, bet of the Chargers <laughs> that was not a very that wasn't a I don't very good talk about it. Yeah, that, yeah, but you also you owe Lydia a hundred dollars. 
allegedly uh, no you 100 percent do i <laughs> i witnessed it I, I i witnessed it so uh but yes yeah, so with that uh the nfl playoff picture is nearly set uh so we only have two uh, we only have two wild card slots left um so matt who are our qualified teams as of today yeah so as of today the ravens the patriots the bills the chiefs the Seahawks, the Packers, the 49ers, and the Saints have all punched their ticket to the playoffs. They have. And so far, no team has secured home field advantage in the playoffs. Uh, I think that'll change this weekend, but yes. Of course it will, yes. but I mean, as of today. As of today. Right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so with that in mind, I think this season of the NFL has been very good. It um, has There's been. been a lot more parity, uh, as in P-A-R-I-T-Y, not parody, like people are making fun of each other. I feel like there are a lot more good teams this year than in recent years which i think that's amazing uh because that's what i think um hockey and soccer does right is you have kind of like the whole salary cap thing yeah so uh, i'm excited to see that um and what's crazy is the division leaders like like new england they could still very well fall into like the lowest wild card spot i mean that's not likely to happen right but it's it's looking pretty cool um so basically one seeds are the ravens and the seahawks uh ravens seahawks 49ers and the pats yeah, top the top four seeds. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so and we no, wanna... no, 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 no. 49ers are not. It's uh, it's uh, the Chiefs. Wait, no, the Chiefs are wild card. I think no, the 49ers are, the 49ers are not the second seed in the, in the AFC. Okay, well, conveniently next up anyway, we were going to do some uh playoff predictions. Uh, let's do it. So let's we go get ahead. A, and, and we get a up. chance to redeem ourselves. <laughs> this is yeah, the first since one was a mulligan. Or no, sorry, this is a mulligan from our first one. Since the Chargers decided to shit the bed this oh, entire season. Oh wow! No, the 49ers did fall out. I did not see that because yeah. the uh, who who overtook them? The Packers. The uh, Pack actually overtook them. So uh, you are indeed correct that it's the um, the Ravens. Um, oh, the, okay. The Ravens did clinch the division as of today. Yes. So Ravens have home field advantage, but beyond that, that's it. So in the AFC, we have the Ravens for sure. And then we have the Patriots uh, and then the Seahawks Patriots. and the Packers as division leaders. Right now, wild card is between Steelers and Chiefs, uh, Bills and the Texans, uh, the Vikings and the Saints, the Niners and the Cowboys. Um, so in the hunt right now, in the ASC, um, the teams that still can fluctuate are the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm. the Houston Texans, the Tennessee Titans, miraculously, the Cleveland Browns and the uh, Oakland Raiders, but they're still mathematically yeah, alive. I think the Titans will end up making it in. Uh, over who? Uh, let's see. I bet they overtake uh, the Texans. I think the Texans will lose one more time. I think the Titans will take that. Yeah, and and I kind of agree with that too. And I think that the the NFC I think is set like this. I, I don't think the Rams or the Eagles will overtake. I don't know. I think the Eagles can be super sneaky and beat the Cowboys this, this yeah, weekend. Yeah, but I mean, I, th- I think the Vikings are pretty much safe. I think the Vikings. Yeah, are yeah. A safe I think bet. I'm just thinking that NFC East, the Cowboys, Eagles. That's the one that's going to flip flop. You think so? I think everything else is set, but I think the Cowboys, Eagles. Okay. Be the one that flip flops. So instead of predicting the whole playoffs because we did not do a bracket and that this would take way much, um, it take way too much time of dead air. So let's go ahead and and say who do you think each conference, the final two teams in each conference will be in the playoffs? Final two teams, like as in like 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 the, the two the conference AFC, titles, AFC championship, NFC championship. Yes, and then we'll do the Super Bowl after that. Okay, I'll go first. Okay, cool. I'll do the AFC first because I, last because last time I went first and you stole my bet. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the AFC, I'm going to say, I'm going to take the easy way out and say that the Ravens and the Pats are going to play. Really? Okay. Yeah. And who do you think advances? I think the Ravens. I, for some reason, I think the Pats are just a little overhyped. 
I think so too. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat my words so hard for that. I know the Patriots are gonna find a way to win and go to the Super Bowl again. <laughs> and but I do it Brady. every year. Yeah. I bet against them every year, and they somehow make it. No doubt about it. I'm ready to be hurt again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. ready to be hurt again. So my AFC picks. I think it will indeed be Baltimore. But I'm gonna throw you a little side curve here. I think it'll be Baltimore versus Kansas City. Kansas okay. City. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, Kansas City sure. finally does it. I well, think. Kansas City, uh, I believe they signed uh, Terrell Suggs this yes. week. Yes. That was big. That, that was a big sign. That was a big sign. And Mahomes is on fire this yeah. season. And yeah, so I think it will come down between the Ravens and the Chiefs with the Chiefs advancing. So you have the Ravens advancing. Yeah. I have the Chiefs advancing. I do think the Bills, as much as I love them, they, oh, they, they will escape the wild card round. I, I think they will go past, but... I think they'll be... I mean... Yeah. yeah, yeah, they'll make it past the wild card. Right? Yeah, they're the team of the future. I think. I, I think. I think what Sean McDermott's doing right now is he's doing great. They're a good team. Josh Allen has a lot of pro- has a lot of promise to him. Yeah. So for the NFC, I guess I'll go first. Um, Aaron Rodgers has been insane. So don't pick the Packers. I'm gonna don't pick- let Lydia have that. Well, it doesn't. You already owe her a hundred dollars. Uh, so I, I'm gonna say it'll be Pack versus. Oh, that's tough between the Saints and the Niners. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say the Niners just because they've had. A really good season. Wow. Okay. But I mean, out of the two, so who do you think? Because as, as okay, sorry. Asterisk. So long as Aaron Rodgers doesn't get hurt. If okay. if Aaron Rodgers is hurt, Pack is toast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I can already tell you, Pack are toast. Regardless, they won't even <laughs> we, make it that far. <laughs> they won't even make it to the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. So who do you, do you just not like Green Bay or like? I just I don't know. I've been burned by them so many times. I just I can't do it anymore. Once you get burned, yeah, you're. You're not, this sounds like a Taylor Swift album right now. Once you get burned, it's... <laughs> yeah. uh, I, my bridge is burned with the Packers as of right now. <laughs> so, Thanks, thanks I, Brett. <laughs> uh, so, NFC, uh, let's see. Man, this is tough. Saints, Saints are definitely a lock for me. I think they're the best team right now in the NFC. Oh, man, this is going to be tough. Uh, Seahawks are really good, but they're, they're, they're vulnerable. Um... Let's go Seahawks. No, not no, no. Saints. Let's go Saints and 49ers because I want to see that rematch that they had. A, oh, a that'd few be weeks. good. That was so yeah. sick. So who do you think will will come out of that? Saints. So, Saints are going to the Super Bowl. You, th- you think so? Yeah. Okay. So I have I have Pack and the Niners. I think it'll be the Niners. So I think um, my Super Bowl prediction is Kansas City versus San Francisco Battle of the Reds. And I think that... Uh, Abby's family are such huge Chiefs fans, and I know that is a city that is miserable with Super Bowl like droughts because they've never won pre yeah. pre merger. They've never won, and I so I got to go with my I guess uncle in law, my uncle in law Brian and Patrick Mahomes. I think shout out uncle in law Brian. Yeah, so, yeah, he's uncle uncle in law Brian. He's a cool guy. Uh, so I it's so hard to say, but I I think the Kansas City Chiefs will defeat the San Francisco Forty wow. Niners. And win their first Super Bowl. Bold move. I, I like bold. This has been a bold year for bold sports. Strategy, it's been Con, a bold year. Well, because the, the Raptors them. finally won. The Blues finally won. Uh, baseball, nothing really crazy happened there. It's uh, time. It, it is perhaps okay. So you have the Saints versus the Ravens. Yeah. And who? And you, you think the Saints? Saints are winning. I am marking it down right now. The 18th <laughs> of December, 2019. The year eight, of our Lord. Yeah. The year of our Lord at 8:21 p.m. The Saints will be the next Super Bowl champion. I just don't know because I know Drew Brees is incredible. I just I think I think age is going to catch up to him. I mean, and I no, don't no, know no. if I'm being cynical. I don't know because I have no allegiance to the Saints. I have nothing against them. I just think that karma is going to catch up to them. They've been 
They've been robbed the last but, two years. Dude, so was Kansas City. Kansas City got kind of robbed. They weren't robbed. Like, it was a great game, though. Okay, but, you go back two years ago. The the Vikings had that incredible Stephon Diggs oh, touchdown. That radio call was like one of the best Insane. radio calls. And in then sports, last right. year, the pass interference, the Rams at the end of the game. Right. That I, I, <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. And then a few years ago, Dez still caught it. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> yeah oof, I'm just messing around. Yeah. But yeah. Saints, Super Bowl champs, mark All right. it down. So say, you're taking Saints over Baltimore, and I'm taking. Uh, I'm I taking, may. I may make a. I may go double or nothing with Lydia. <laughs> I don't think Lydia, Lydia. If you're listening to this, we're going double or nothing on that hundred dollars. I don't think Lydia. I. I don't think Lydia thinks that that Pac's going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, I. I. I know oh, she. She knows. She. Oh no, she did are. say it. Okay, yeah, because yeah. that's her. That's her hometown team. She did say that. She's got to ride or die with her team. But that's that's a that's a damn rare thing nowadays. I I didn't pick the Bills. I, I, say, say what hey, you will about the, my character. If the Cardinals were in there, they'd be going to Super Bowl. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. It, well, I mean, this was also the very first year that I bet against the Blues for the Stanley Cup, and then they won. They won. So yeah. hopefully Buffalo can maybe do the I same should start thing. betting against the Thunder. Maybe yeah. they'll do something crazy. <laughs> maybe we'll see. R.I.P. Russell Westbrook. Mm. Uh, yes. Yeah, so and to close off the episode with a bit of Tulsa news, it's kind of more somber. Uh, so as we all know. In the nineteen, in the early nineteen hundreds, we had the Tulsa race massacre, very, very dark moment in our city's history. And Mayor G. T. Bynum instituted a grave search, and they may have uncovered a mass grave. So at the time, the official death count was only thirty-six. However, the potential grave sites may confirm experts' estimations that hundreds of people may have been killed in the Tulsa race massacre. So. The search resulted in two spots being uncovered in the geophysical in the geophysical scans of Oaklawn Cemetery. One area specifically may actually be a grave, as a large trench was discovered, yeah. and that's just horrible. It's I mean, crazy. First off, the event itself is already bad, but I mean, you think about like the Holocaust and how they did mass graves there, and then you never think that would happen one in the United States, but two in our own city. Like that's just it, it, that doesn't just re- really make you feel somber i don't know you know this is another thing i i was talking to uh a friend the other day about uh i I think we learned about this in school maybe they didn't cover it as much or maybe i just wasn't paying attention in school i don't know uh, well being from broken arrow which is for those of you who aren't from here is a suburb of tulsa i'm like like five minutes away from tulsa uh we spent a couple of days on this so not only in our oklahoma history class but also in our U.S. history class. But my teachers were also younger. I don't know if that has to do with anything. So maybe they were like more politically progressive. Yeah. I don't know. But either way, very, very I dark spot. I just don't remember it. I just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so basically, according to Forensic Anthropologist, which is an amazing job title, Forensic Anthropologist. Nice. Like, yeah. I, wish my, I wish my job title was as cool as that. It the, can be. Just, just, <laughs> just go back to school. Just, just redo the whole thing. Yeah. Anyway, her name is Phoebe Stubblefield. And she believes that while the trench could hold anywhere from 10 to 100 bodies, she also said that it is unlikely that researchers will be able to identify any remains. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. I mean, 10 to 100 bodies. And right. they and I think I believe she went on to say it could even be more than a hundred bodies. Well, and that's what a lot of historians have have estimated too that because the official toll was 36, but you also have to keep in mind that I guarantee you this was swept under the rug because this was at a time where 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 peoples of color and notably African Americans had very little social notoriety, which is uh, shameful, absolutely shameful. Yeah. Um. And it's just one of those things where 
if it would have been the other way around, I guarantee you it would have been like there would have been thorough investigations. People would have been, you know, tried and stuff like that. Uh, and so, uh, and let it be known that this is not the only mass grave they think is out there. Right. Uh, there's multiple other sites they're trying to get permits and get permission to go to go scan because they believe right. they believe there's multiple mass graves right. in Tulsa, which is and, so sad. And, and the and the and the worst thing about all of this is that the Greenwood District was, of course, famously known Black as the Wall Black Street. Wall Street, yeah. which people you know from Oklahoma obviously know. Um, and there's it's just something that I think it just speaks volumes to the racial tensions at the time. Uh, where uh, white people, I guess, just could not stand having a thriving black neighborhood, and it's like I just, I, I'm I'm literally at a loss for words as to how the fact that there might be a a trench just full of un unidentifiable bodies like that 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 is people who we may act personally know like their relatives or people right. like down or at least in their community that will never get like that final rest because they they just probably dumped them all and yeah. it's kind of like in the holocaust and it's and the like uh and it's coming to light again not only because of local news like this that we know what we know what's going on but nationally too of the watchmen the watchmen oh, series right. yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of raising awareness yeah about about what happened right and then the sad thing is is that i I have a love hate relationship with looking in the comment sections in our local yes. news channels. Yes. And I remember whenever uh, mayor Bynum uh, announced that he was going to lead this oversight committee uh, that people were saying, just leave it alone. I'm like, what if it was your family? Like, what if it was somebody that you knew like personally or otherwise who may not like, they technically never know what happened to him. Like there's no, there's no final, final knowledge there. It's just, I, I can't believe it. Yeah. Um, so essentially the public oversight committee on the graves is scheduled to meet again in February to discuss the next steps and possible excavation, etc. They are also trying to work with the owners of the Booker T. Washington Cemetery in Tulsa to gain permission to scan the grounds, which I don't see why they would deny that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do know that, you know, if, if they do vote to do the excavation on the right. uh, Oakland Cemetery, uh, I can't even imagine how many permits they're going to have to go through. Yeah, I mean, just digging up grace i don't even like talking about it like i mean that's, that's such a, a grisly thing but i mean in terms of history it's it's important because yeah. we we as oklahomans and more importantly i think the african-american community community deserves to know need answers yes what exactly happened because because it, it was just brushed under the rug as it and it should not have been and we can't just sit here and say oh that's just the way the times were at the time who like no that's not how it works like there I, needs hate, to I hate that this is how people look at tulsa now Right. I mean, it's just well. I, I do want to commend Mayor Bynum because, of course, the, the the race massacre happened a very long time before both world wars, and the fact that it took this long to get it done. But I do want to say, like, he's I know he's not listening, but thank you to GT Bynum for for leading this. One initiative. day he'll be on this podcast. <laughs> one day, uh, yeah, one day GT Bynum will be on the podcast. He's so cool. Yeah, with his glasses. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so that's kind of our last bit of news for the day. Uh, and for the year, I guess, because our next episode, we're going to be talking about a review of the decade, kind of like what we yeah. did last year. But Very we have, cool. yeah, but we have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, so, Matt, thank you so much for being on. Absolutely. We, uh, we, as always, appreciate it. And until Lydia gives you and I money to go on vacation, maybe her and Abby can do a show. Well, as long um, as she keeps going on vacations, I'll be here. Cool. Well, then, but, but I want to go on vacation. Like, yeah, I mean, I like doing podcasts, though. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, so do I. We get to go to dinner. We get to talk. <laughs> 
We got to What's watch so the, bad about uh, that? Yeah, okay. Yeah, just two dudes hanging out. That's yeah, right. Yeah, there's, yeah. No, that's totally fine. No, okay. Perhaps the vacation where the friendships made along the way. You're, yes. <laughs> you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, so we will see you all in episode 59 of the Stevia show. Uh, as always, you can find us on basically all over the internet. Subscribe. Uh, subscribe. Rate. Yes. Rate, rate all of that. Uh, and for as little as 99 cents a month, you can receive bonus episodes from the Stevia showed us by going to anchor. You're going to want to listen to this last bonus episode. I heard the topic. Oh yeah. The topic's good. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of somebody who doesn't subscribe, BT dubs. So I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all good. No, it's all good. I'm just playing kind of, uh, but yeah, so the last episode's really good. We did do two bonus episodes in December. Um, and because we, we missed November, but whatever. But anyway, if you go to anchor.fm slash the Stevia show, again, that is anchor.fm slash the Stevia show. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and you can get bonus content. And I think we forgot to add one piece of news. The oh. Stevia fantasy football league, unless you guys. Oh no, it's still, uh, I, I'm in the, I'm in the final round. It's yeah. me versus Michelle Holloman. Yeah, I was upset. I was the, uh, I was the number one seed and. <laughs> got taken down by michelle hey well that again if you if you if you you, if you and your european fantasy world of relegation and promotion that upset wouldn't have happened i know and damn it yeah (laughs) yeah oh and there's another fantasy league that i that i'm in and i was in the final round i lost by 0.5 yeah 0.5 0.5 0.5 yeah who was who was the person that cost you uh jesse oh the oh the person i don't remember but it was it was a team effort. It was a team effort. Team effort. But congratulations to Jesse Craighead for winning in that league. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the the Crash Bandicoots will be back next year. So, I hope you hope he can sleep at night <laughs> knowing that he ripped that away from. Well, you. I mean, this was like three nights ago, and I've I, I've slept at least a little bit. Yeah. So I'll be all right. Cool. Well, for now, this is Stephen. This is Matt, and we will see you all later. See you guys. Bye. Bye.